Hello and welcome to I Am The Foundry. Today we're going to be looking at uh, Jesus's power over nature. Now this is taken from uh, our theme, uh, which is the miracles of Jesus. Uh, what we want to try and look at today, or what we want to try and understand, is that we need to understand that Jesus gives um, his followers um, peace uh, in the midst of, of, of different or the different storms of life. Um, we also need to kind of look at the fact that Jesus uh, has authority over nature. So those are the things that we kind of want to look at today. Um, the Our focus text, our main text, uh, is taken from Matthew 8 and it's verse 27. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? So we're going to dive right in. So what we want to try and kind of look at, first of all, is nature. So we're talking about Jesus' power over nature, but what is nature? Um, the dictionary definition says the uh, phenomena of the physical world collectively including plants, animals, the landscape, and other features and products of the earth, as opposed to humans or human creation. So, so effectively, what we're talking about here is the things that are effectively in our environment. So, um, you know, the, the wind is part of nature, uh, trees, animals, plants, um, is nature the earth that we stand on uh, is nature the different elements you know rain um, that that is nature so when we talk about Jesus having power over nature we're talking about him having power over all these things that we we just mentioned so power is the you know the the ability to um, influence or direct influence um the behavior of others uh, or the course of events so if i'm somebody who is in a position of power or or has power i can influence or direct individuals to do things because of the nature um, of my my power uh where that uh, we're talking about nature and jesus power over nature what we're actually talking is Jesus actually having power to influence nature? Um, so influence wind, influence rain, um, influence trees, and influence the the, the, the earth. Um, you know that, that that we stand on. So um, you know it, it is a an interesting lesson, and um, we, we're gonna head straight into the first section, which is Jesus calms. A storm, and this is taken from Matthew chapter 8 and it's verses 23 uh, through to 27. Um, again, I am going to be reading from the King James Version uh, of the Bible. So, if you can, if you've got a King James, you can follow along, but you can follow along in, in, in pretty much any version um, that you wish. So we're going to take it from the top. So, and when, and when he was entered into a ship, uh, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, 
insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And see, he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea um, obey him? Okay, so prior to uh, this text, um, I'm not going to read it, but there's a whole section. uh, And effectively, what we're seeing here is uh, Jesus... um, basically there, there, there was a number of things that took place um jesus performed a miracle of healing um peter's mother-in-law and after that there, there was basically uh, a huge multitude um that was surrounding him and effectively jesus decided that you know he was gonna go to the to the other side um the other side of the the, the river or, or whatever it was that was was there and uh, so he went into a ship, the scripture says, and his disciples effectively went, went with him. Now, while they were on the sea, the text tells us that there arose a great tempest. Okay? A great tempest arose um, in, in the sea. And effectively, that, that is, you know, a wind or or a storm um we're also told that because of that tempest um the ship that they were traveling with uh was 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 covered um with the waves uh, but he was asleep and he being jesus now the word um cover uh in in the greek it, the word is kalupto, okay? Now that word basically means to cover or to hide slash conceal. Now, I think we can be quite confident that the waves didn't cover the ship in the sense that the waves were over the ship. Because if the waves were over the ship, in that sense... um then it's likely that the ship would have filled with water and they would have drowned. Um, so that term cover um, is more kind of in the context of, okay, so there was a great tempest and it was splashing the waves around and it was so kind of violent or or aggressive that you couldn't see the ship. <laughs> it was hidden um, and by the waves and, um, you know, there were waves kind of like all around around the ship so that that's kind of the the, the imagery um that i want to convey i want to convey an image of jesus and his disciples on a ship trying to get to the other side it's a great wind and it's basically stirring up all these waves and these waves are effectively you know tossing the ship and and, and covering the ship that it's quite difficult to, to to see the ship um as it was uh on on the sea so what this did is this caused the um, disciples uh, to panic, okay? And as a result, um, you know, 
<laughs> when you panic, you you kind of go to somebody who you trust, and uh, that person in this case was Jesus. So, so they went effectively to um, you know the problem solver, the person that they have seen solve problems in the past, and no doubt they have confidence that he can solve this problem. So they went to Jesus, and <laughs> when they went to him, uh, and they said to him, Lord. Uh, save us we perish and bear in mind jesus was asleep at this time so quickly they've they've woken him up out of his sleep because you know th this situation is, is is quite pressing so <laughs> they've done that and and jesus says to them um why are you fearful or in other words why are you scared um you know and jesus makes it very very clear and jesus already know that they were they were scared and um so it's, so it's not a question that, that requires an answer. Jesus already knows this. Uh, but he makes it very clear that the reason why they're scared is because they lack of faith. Oh, ye of little faith, he says. Um, so Jesus now says this. He, you know, imagine the disciples walking out of his sleep. And he said, you know, why are you scared? You know, you, you don't believe. You just do not believe. Yeah. So he gets up. And um, the scripture tells us that he arose uh, and all he did was rebuke uh, the winds and the sea. Yeah. So not just the winds that he rebuked here. You know, we say that Jesus calmed the storm, but not only did he calm the storm, so he rebuked the winds, but he also has to rebuke the effect that the wind has had on the sea. Because just because you stop the wind, the the effect of the wind is still tossing tossing the boat um to and fro so jesus had to um rebuke the sea as well and then when he does that there's calm yeah jesus has rebuked nature and instituted calm to the situation now i don't know about you but me seeing that, I would have been like, wow. You know, what what's going on here? And it's important to recognize as well that the disciples saw many miracles. Many miracles. Um, but it seems that, you know, this um, exercising of power over nature has them shocked. Um, and, and they said, you know, what manner of man is this? that even the winds and the sea obey him. So we've seen him um, perform other miracles, but this is a different level as far as we're concerned. He's now telling very the very nature uh, what to do. He's able to tell the storm to stop and the storm stops. He's able to tell the waves to calm down and the waves calm down. Yeah. This is something which amazes them. Um, I don't know what to say about this because, you know, having seen so many miracles previously, why would they think that this is kind of out of the reach of somebody like Jesus? Um, but they did. Um, Jesus calmed the storm and um, they marveled. We're now going to move into uh, the next section and that's Jesus walks on water. See, now we're talking about power of nature. So 
Jesus walks the water is the next section. This is taken from Matthew chapter 14, and it's verses 22 to 27. Okay. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. We go shipping it. And to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had uh, sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit! And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Right, so, prior to this um, portion of scripture that I've just read, Jesus has fed the 5,000, okay? And effectively, uh, what was happening here is Jesus feeds the 5,000 and then he then disappears um, and goes into wait me one second right yeah so he, he disappears and he goes um, into the mountain now he effectively told the multitudes um, sorry he told the disciples to get into the ship uh, and he told them to get into the ship because the multitudes effectively followed them, um, you know, into, into the desert. Now, they follow Jesus, and Jesus heals. And they say, you'll, you'll see this in, in another, um, another chapter, not another chapter, sorry, another book, uh, one of the other Gospels. So he heals their sick out of compassion, right? And Jesus goes and into the mountains to pray. Okay, let me just go back. So, okay. Right, okay, let me let me go back. Okay, so, so what happens here is prior to this um, account that I've just read, Jesus feeds the five thousand. Okay, he sees the sick people. They they basically the multitude follow him um, to the desert, and Jesus has compassion when he saw this this great multitude, and then he heals their sick. Um, and effectively, it, the disciples wanted to send these people away, you know, um, because, and the reason why they wanted to send them away is because it was, it was a desert area and it was getting quite late. But Jesus didn't really want to send them away just like that because these people had followed them to the desert, he feels they're sick, and now they were hungry. So, what he did is he fed uh, the people. 
Okay, so this is the feeding of the 5,000. Um, so Jesus had fed the 5,000. Um, and by the way, that's just women. Sorry, that's um, just men, not including women and children, because that's not how they were counted. So 5,000 men. So they were, they were fed. Uh, and basically, Jesus, as a result of this, said, look, you know, disciples, get in the ship. Because he realized what was happening okay what was happening you have to read this in the book of john um i can probably go to it but i'm not going to go to it and effectively the, the the multitude want to make him a king they saw him as as as, um, as a king and he wanted to um show him that respect but jesus wasn't didn't want that so he sends them away um sends the multitude away and then he goes off into the mountain sends his disciples away as well um across the sea in, in a boat and um, he goes away to pray, okay, in the mountain. Now, the thing that I want to say here is that we need to recognize sometimes that alone time is very special, okay? Sometimes we can get caught up with, you know, the goings on of the things around us and we forget about spending time on our own to consider our thoughts, to pray. Um, and, and, and that is underrated. I, I can't emphasize enough for how important it is to take some time out and just deal with yourself and just deal with your own thoughts and things like that so this happens Jesus goes into the mountains he's praying and now this ship is in the middle of the sea and again um they're in danger <laughs> uh the, the the sea is a bit boisterous um so I don't know whether or not they're calm about this situation because they've obviously been in this situation before. Um, I just read it from chapter eight. And effectively, they saw um, something walking towards them. Obviously, it was Jesus at a particular time. So Jesus um, went to them walking on the sea, scripture says. Um, and they saw him and the text tells us that they were troubled because they thought it was a spirit. So they weren't scared because they were on the sea and it was a bit boisterous. They're actually in fear now because there's a spirit walking towards them. Um, and the text tells us that they cried out for fear. Um, but it's interesting that Jesus spoken to them straight away and said, be of good cheer. Um, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Jesus has calmed um, any fear that they had that, they, that he was something horrendous, some spirit, um, by just saying, look, don't worry about it, it's just me. But I think the thing that we need to kind of explore uh, here is that Jesus was walking on the water. Now, natural physics would say that as soon as you put your foot in to water it's, it's not a solid surface so you will go into the water okay because that is nature what jesus is doing now is contrary to nature because jesus has power over nature okay jesus has power over nature so he's, he was able to go against the natural law which is if you stand on me on water if you stand on me 
you're going to fall in because I am not a solid surface. But Jesus is able to influence, as we said earlier, the behavior of water so that it is solid under his feet. Or maybe he isn't solid under his feet. Maybe he's influenced um, the water. To, I don't know how it, it's happened, but he's able to walk on it. And there we see another example of Jesus's power over, over nature. So we're going to continue to um, read in this next section is, is that Jesus actually rescues Peter. So this is carrying on in the same chapter, chapter 14. I'm just going to read the next few verses from verse 28. Um, 3 to 33. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And yeah, sorry. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down on, out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, thou art the Son of God. So what we understand in here then, so what we understand is that Peter uh, wanted to go to Jesus. We saw Jesus on the water um, and he wanted to go to him. Uh, now, I don't know why he specifically wanted to go to him on the water. Um, not quite sure. Uh, I don't know if he wanted to test his own faith. I haven't got a clue as to why Peter wanted to, to do this. Anything that I say here will just be speculation. So... He wanted to do it, it's not clear why, the text doesn't tell us. So Jesus asked him to come, but this could be for very different reasons from why Peter wanted to go. Yeah? One thing that we've learned in our previous lessons, that when you know healing is required or a miracle is, is, is required, it's about your faith, the individual's faith. If you want somebody to be healed, it's about your faith. With that healing yeah and on this case we see exactly the same thing he wanted to go to jesus jesus said come yeah but it's upon his faith yeah god's capability should never be questioned yeah and that is the mature stance if you're a mature believer you will not question um god's capability but if you're an immature believer or you don't believe at all you would always wonder whether this is possible you always have that doubt in your mind yeah but it's important for us to recognize that he is always able to deliver always it's our faith or lack thereof that is the stumbling block so what happens here so jesus bids him to come and then he goes and the scripture tells us that he walked upon the water so he walked on the water to go to jesus but, but the wind, he saw the wind and he saw how boisterous and violent the wind was and then he began to fear. 
And as he began to fear, he began to sink. And as he began to sink, he cried and said, Lord, save me. You see, Peter walked, he was doing it, right? He was walking on the water, but he focused on the wind. The environmental pressure created a problem for Peter. So what does that tell us that we need to do? Two words, keep focus. All right? We need to keep our focus. It doesn't matter what is going on around um, around us. Um, things will always happen in the environment. But the important thing is to keep focus on the task at hand. You see, in, in track and field, um, one of the most popular and famous uh, races is 100 metres. Now, there have been many... Um, 100 meter runners over the years you know you can name a few Usain Bolt being being uh, probably one of the most popular uh, runners but if you watch them at the the starting line they are completely focused on the end goal okay they can't allow other things to distract them from what they are trying to do Linford Christie was known for, for um, having something that they call tunnel vision. And tunnel vision is where you just look straight ahead. You're not focused on any, you can't see anything, um, you know, uh, outside of what is in front of you. So keep focus because the environment sometimes can be a distraction. You know, um, and that was the other thing as well, is to, is to have faith in what you know is possible okay so if you know this thing is possible have faith you know peter saw jesus walking on the water and he himself was 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 walking also when jesus bid him to come so he knew it was possible but his faith didn't remain in what was possible and what he was actually doing um he, he focused or his focus moved from that um, to his environment and and, and um, he began to sink when we take our eyes off um, or take our focus um, of the task at hand we make mistakes the important thing is is to keep focus okay um, so Jesus uh, immediately stretched forth his hand and we're told and, um, and said to him O ye of little faith wherefore did you doubt or did thou doubt so jesus rebuked him um because of doubt okay and the text then goes on to say that um when they had come into the ship so after jesus rescued him and they got into the ship the wind immediately ceased um and i find that interesting so it just makes you you think about um whether this was um a test that was, you know, put forward by, by the Lord himself to show Peter, you know, where he's at. You know, um, did Jesus use the situation just to test the faith and the character 
of, of, of Peter. And again, these, these tests that Jesus sometimes um, uh, manifest uh, for, for um, some of his disciples is not really to prove um, anything um, that Jesus doesn't already know, but it's more about proving to the individual that you're not where you think you are. You may think that, you know, you won't deny me, or you may think that, you know, you're, regardless of, of the trouble that we may face, that you will stay true um, to the task at hand. But the test reveals otherwise. The test reveals that where we think we are, maybe we're not quite there yet. And maybe we need to, um, you know, take a real hard look at ourselves and um, see where we could um, improve, where we could have more faith, um, where we can learn to trust more. Um, you know, because there's always room for improvement um, on this journey. And, and this is a journey. This is a journey from, you know, wherever, you know, we've started in life. Um, it's a journey from that starting point right through to, um, you know, where the Lord wants us to be. And that's to fulfill our maximum potential. There's nothing worse than um, having all the potential in the world and not fulfilling it. Um, but I think even worse than that is not even making the attempt to try and fulfill your potential. Not even making the attempt. That's the only thing that can be worse than having talent and letting talent go to waste is not even attempting to, to, um, to use that talent. You know, if we can look back and say, you know what, I tried my best. There is some kind of comfort, some kind of solace in that. But if, if things go wrong and we've not even tried, you know, all you can think about then is, is regrets. If I'd have tried this or if I'd have tried that. Um, but we must try. We must try and, and move forward and try and move from, from where we are positionally. Um, you know, in faith, we, we, we need to move forward. Um, and I think that, you know, wherever you are at this point in time in your life, you know, whether you um, believe in Jesus Christ or you don't, um, and if you don't, you know, I mean, you, I could say give him a try, uh, but what I would say is, is, you know, get to know more about him and get to understand, um, you know, just read some of the accounts and try and understand more about Jesus and, and, and you know, what he went through and some of the things that, that he did. And, um, and I believe that, you know, it may, it may generate more questions. It may generate more questions, but equally, it also could answer some of the questions that, that you may have. And then, you know, if you are a believer, um, then the, and I can just encourage you just to try and just trust him more, you know. And um, yes, and absolutely read more about um, the, the times um, of, of Christ and his disciples. And, and try and see if you can get an understanding um, of, of, of who uh, this man Jesus is. Um, he's a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous historical figure. And um, there is so much that we can learn um, from his time um, on this earth. Well, we've come to the end of uh, the teaching session for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
Um, it's truly been a, a blessing. And, um, you know, join us again uh, next time. Um, I don't quite know what the, the topic is for the next session, but, um, but feel free to, to join us um, again for our next episode of our teaching. Um, and uh, I look forward to, to you spending time with us um, once again. God bless you and um, take care.